podcast listeners of the Reject Nation, we are here to do what we're talking about, John. We're going to talk about Don't Worry, Darling. Don't new Worry, film Darling. Starring Florence Pug <laughs> and Harry Stills. And, and all of One Direction. And Chris P. <laughs> One of the Chris's. One of the Chris's. All right, guys. Well, this video is also sponsored by Wondery, so more on them in a little bit. But hey, let's get to it. I disagree. <laughs> there is a lot to be worried about. <laughs> <laughs> it's exclusively things to worry about. All right. Okay, well, it's over now. <laughs> shit to talk about yeah that was enjoyable yeah i enjoyed it yeah. i don't uh i don't understand I, the guff this got i i understand what i heard i heard that there was um a divisive ending so when i thought she was gonna stay behind was i was like oh that is bullshit yeah because i was like i heard it was a divisive ending or something I don't remember what Rotten Tomatoes said. They said something on Rotten Tomatoes about yeah, the ending. So now it's I'm bullshit. like, is it just divisive because of the... Re do you mean, like, yeah, the, the reveal is divisive? Or is it the actual... Listen, I mean, I, I, I watched it play out, and I was like, I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, I'm not upset, <laughs> really, by any of the, by any of the uh, you know, place it chooses to I mean, go. I, I think the movie, perhaps, they're up on Rotten Tomatoes. Before that. A word from Wondery. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Wondery for working with us again and sponsoring this video. And yet again for introducing us to another fantastic podcast. One that I didn't expect to be saying is a fantastic podcast because it's a show that I was like kind of up and down about. There were some episodes that we really didn't like and there were some episodes that we really liked and a couple that we actually quite loved. It was such an up and down journey, but this podcast from the first episode alone made me go, wow, I already appreciate this show that much more. And that is the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast. First thing that hooked me about this podcast is that it's hosted by Felicia Day. Mm -hmm. Many of you guys might know she's like one of the most ultimate fantasy nerds out there. I personally didn't know about her until she was introduced in Supernatural, where I thought she was great in it. On this podcast, they go episode by episode through the whole season, and they interview talent from in front of the camera to behind the scenes. For example, the first episode is with, I don't know, you probably have a better shot at Morpheth Clark, Morfeth I believe. Clark, the actress who plays Galadriel. 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 She always pronounces it correct, too, on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> While listening to it, I was like, wow, you know what? I, I like this first episode that much more already, and I like Galadriel that much more already because I started to understand a lot more of the insight and the approach due to the fact that Felicia Day, from both just being a fantasy nerd but also being an actress as well, just gets the best questions in there. Yeah, I really loved it. You were talking to me about the finale yeah, recently? Yeah, they also had J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay, who were the showrunners on, to break down the finale, and, and they talk about other episodes as well across the series. It's fascinating to know because there's been so much made out of what they have access to and what they have to work with, you know, hearing what their reasoning was for why they guided the season the way they did, and just the human elements of being there day to day and, you know, <laughs> making this insurmountably big production it is fascinating stuff, really. I would say that if you enjoyed The Rings of Power, you're more than likely going to love this podcast, so please give it a shot. Even if you were kind of just like sort of where we were in the middle, if you were like us, to me, it made the viewing experience of The Rings of Power that much more rewarding. So 
you know, as they say here, to go into the canals of Numenor, and <laughs> the mines of Khazad-dum. Watch the Rings of Power on Prime Video and listen to all eight episodes of the official The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power podcast for free on Amazon Music. You can download the Amazon Music app now. I did that, so join me on that journey. Don't forget to check out the Wondery app or subscribe to Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts for more. They're becoming like the go-to center for my podcast. So thank you, Wondery, for working with a loyal customer. <laughs> All right, here we are. The ending isn't for everyone, but the cast, especially Florence Pugh, helps Don't Worry Darling make the most of a story with fairly few surprises. Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a pretty big chasm between the uh, the critics and the audience, and I, and, and I, would, I would be with the audience on this one. I would be with the audience on this yeah. one because it's an enjoyable... It's, I enjoyed it. I, I, like the, I like the tone. I like the world. The first, like, 30 minutes especially reeled me in enough mm -hmm. to the point where I'm like, I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but I want to know, yeah. you know, <laughs> I want to, I want to understand what's happening. And, you know, things that start, once you start piecing together pieces of this that feel derivative of other things you've seen, yeah. then it starts progressively becoming like oh, okay i'm figuring this out before the movie's telling me what's happening i'm, mm. I'm figuring this out you know? yeah 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 so it does become it's not like instantly like i figured this out from day one from the second it started there's like some clues i don't I exactly know what it was some type of subconscious clue that felt like it was modern day that's why i questioned it at yeah the top of like oh this is in the past <laughs> um yeah i get what you mean <laughs> because i think i think they do wisely in the early moments to sort of uh, there are places that do feel a bit timeless, and I was thinking of Palm Springs because Palm Springs is a place that's kind of like that, at least in my recollection of it. So, yeah, I feel like that's that's intentional, and then they do a good job of steeping you further into the idea that this, this must be the past. But, but yeah, there's something, and I think that's a, a nice nuance of tone that is kind of tricky to strike to get you wondering... Are, are we in the time and place that it's suggested we're in? Because something, yeah, doesn't seem quite yeah. like we are. Yeah, I mean, I like a good sci-fi story, you know? Matrix is, like, arguably my favorite movie of all time. I'm really bummed about the cancellation of Westworld, but there's a lot of, other than the android part, there's things that involve a lot of with uh, my manipulation of the subconscious reality distortion and whatnot, and, uh, you know, realities that are not real <laughs> in, yeah. in one's own mind. And so it was like there's a lot of qualities in the way the tone and the editing and the style of it it was making you were you were pointing out under the skin. Yeah, and, I mean, there's uh, under the skin. You said yeah, Black Swan at one yeah, point. Alice in Wonderland Definitely. reference. Like there's a lot of yeah. things that most of the village The village <laughs> Justice for the village. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot that feels very um yeah, derivative of these qualities. But I don't know. Maybe if I saw it in the you know what it is? If this got like a ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes and then I watched it, then I would have been like I don't know, guys. I don't know if I'm there with the critics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you yeah, taught yeah. me 34 percent, and I watched this. I'm like, it's not that bad. Come on, it's pretty. No. It's an enjoyable film. It's enjoy. No. I, I thought it was really enjoyable, especially because the the acting from especially Florence Pugh and Chris Pine, who's that's a character who doesn't have that much screen time when you think about it, but it's the kind of villainous character whose presence needs to be felt throughout like you'll hear him on the radio a lot everyone's ideologies and 
their way their entire way of living is all formed around this cult leader yeah and who they want to satisfy and get validity from is from this dude so yeah i think that was well done and like florence pugh's like phenomenal as always like oh, it, there yeah. are parts that are midsummer it's such a midsummer type of thing to me yeah. Yeah, if, if you guys have seen it half expected to see her covered in flowers at the very end yeah <laughs> just watching harry burn up in a bear's costume <laughs> yeah and then you know some of this societal and modern day political commentary i that's why I'm more surprised the audience is more involved. I know, <laughs> I know. Because I know. very modern-day political commentary. Sad yeah. guys who feel emasculated, who just want to transcend their station with their chosen partner. And, and how do they do yeah. that? They go back to the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> where all you had to do was stay home, honey, live your life, and I'll go do soul-crushing work in order to maintain the illusion. Yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of gaslighting and there's lots of just the idea, the idolizing of, yeah, the especially sort of 40s, 50s past as being something idyllic. And, and you when know, you like deconstructed a lot of terrible things. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that yeah, we've, for sure. That we've done more in modern day time, you know, like shit like Mad Men and everything. Yeah. That really shows. Yeah, ex exactly. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's, you know, it's, again, not illuminating this for the first time. Like you said, it's, it's doing a lot of things other media has, you know, tread the ground of. But I thought, yeah, this did it with at least uh, a very assured tone. A lot of really good filmmaking, a lot of you know quality yeah. performance. Like like all the work on display is pretty quality. So like it, it, a weird comparison to draw, but I almost uh, in this moment am reminded of um, what's the Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, Joseph oh. Kaczynski movie? Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion. Okay, yeah, uh, Oblivion is like clearly this is derived of many other sci-fi movies. However, I still like this whole kind of thing, and I would say that I felt the same way about this, but maybe more so. Like, I maybe like this more than that. And, uh, yeah, like, there's a fair amount of commentary you can draw on, you know, especially societal and gender politics and, yeah, like, especially the way you have Harry Styles as this guy who's clearly a bit of a deadbeat and who clearly wants a better life for them both. They're both struggling. They must have some kind of genuine relationship, but he's, you know, it's no coincidence that the fantasy he ultimately gets pulled into, this gift he thinks he's giving her, yeah, removes all of her, or at least much of her autonomy. It removes her, you know, vocation, and it puts all that stuff on him, you know, and it, yeah, yeah. It swaps it all out for a very traditional gender role. And, and that's, I mean, maybe a bit straightforward, the way it's like, you know, you basically do all the work in supporting us, <laughs> and I wish things were different. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, for for the what mystery. What do you think of Harry Styles? You know, uh, I thought he was fine. I, I thought he, I, I I kind of agree with the things I had heard beforehand. It's like I didn't think he was bad. I thought there were a lot of scenes in which he was good. I thought he was, uh, you know. <laughs> You really believe him when he and, and Florence Pugh are canoodling, I feel like, the most. And, you know, when he's in these... Seem to enjoy those scenes, yes. Yes, they do. And, uh, and, and you know, when he is uh, in a more power position, uh, you know, when he's, like, breaking down in the car when they're taking her away, that was a moment where I was a bit like, okay, like, you know, maybe get a few more years of acting under your belt and then you would be able to really nail a scene like this. So I, I see some of the limitations, but I wasn't sitting here going like, oh, man, why did they cast Harry Styles aside from his status as a celebrity? 
Um, and and it's one of those things. Like he showed up in Dunkirk, and I was like, I'm not distracted by this because I can see how and why you would bring a person like him, even with his status in the modern world, into a place like that, and what it says about you know who had to fight that war. And also, he fits within that era. So then, going to another story that's you know within you know, a past 1900s decades aesthetic, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s-esque, you know, deco, uh, mid-century modern, things like that. Like, he fits this time period well. Uh, so, you know, it's easy to kind of, yeah, like there are things about his boyish charm and his shiny appeal that lend themselves very well to this movie. So I wasn't sitting there going like, weird choice if you couldn't get Shia LaBeouf. Because then you think of Shia LaBeouf and you're like, I could definitely see him in the modern day sequences. I'm very curious to see how he would fit into the fantasy of it all. I think he would have been, I don't know if they would have made him British in the fantasy. Mm -hmm. I think that would have been very distracting. I find that more distracting than Harry Styles doing an American accent. And remembering that Florence Pugh is British, <laughs> doing American through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, she's British. Isn't That's she? right. Yeah. Oh my God, I always totally, blows my mind. I yeah. totally forgot that because I, I hear her voice and I'm like, that like, um, uh, uh, this is the kind of, on a personal note, those are the kind of voices I tend to be most attracted to. Sure, sure, sure. A little bit of a raspy. Yeah, she's got a little American bit of that smoky <laughs> quality in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, um, yeah not so much like the. High pitched voices. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that's all one, one woman sound. Hi, yeah. hi, I'm Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> We're all animated girls. <laughs> that's my Gemma Chan's real voice. I'm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm Selena Gomez. I'm Selena. Yeah. <laughs> they all sound like that. It's really annoying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Actually, Selena Gomez has the kind of voice that I'm talking about. I really like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She got that rap too. Uh, but, um, what uh wait i i think i think uh, sometimes it is hard to to look past some of the all i've heard about this movie is the drama so uh totally. but I, I feel like i for them i did a uh, i feel like on my personal end it was easy for me to look past it for most of the time and just watch the movie and, and not think about those other things other than a few jokes here and there uh, I, I think Harry Styles' performance made more sense to me once the twist was, once the reveal took place. Mm -hmm. Like the more subdued. Because I think what you might imagine, what what I think the idea of casting him would be is that for most of the movie, when you're in the fantasy world, you'd expect a guy who's really going to fully embody the fantasy mm -hmm. and really be sort of the... The presentation of it all really yeah. embody the presentation of it all. The quintessential successful man in this yeah. paradigm. Yeah. The the very charming, very charismatic, big personality to then have a contrast when you see the modern day and you're like, he's not that at all. He's actually this like, he's like a pathetic, self-loathing guy. This greasy dude. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they wanted to have that contrast. Whereas I think what harry styles was doing was keeping that guy in the modern world alive mm -hmm. in the fantasy world and that's why i had more of a sub like every other guy was sort of buying into the fantasy yeah where he kept it a little bit more like he was aware of the fantasy and, and kept it subdued so i guess it's really down to him that that's the least I'm not, i don't feel like i'm giving the benefit of the doubt i feel like that's what he was doing with his performance mm -hmm. and i i guess it really comes down to is that choice did that choice work for the movie mm -hmm. 
or was it kind of like oh, I'm not really sure. It's like I felt like there should have been more of a of a gravitational pull, a more of a magnetism to his performance. Is sure. I guess what I was getting at. You're supposed yeah. to fall in love with him too. Yeah, and I was yeah. always like, he's fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like he's fine. He looks good with her, and I get how this relationship works. I'm not in doubt that they would be together. However, Chris Pine brings. You're never like fully not suspicious of him but there are moments where he brings that like i see what people like get suckered in by this guy like you mentioned that jordan peterson quality that he has and uh it's like, yeah and really is a cult leader meets jordan peterson-esque meets yeah because i listen that... to a lot of motivational people and i've heard some jordan peterson talks that are good and then i've heard some that are really that are, that are um, <laughs> quite <laughs> perplexing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> for gonna, sure i'm not gonna say all of it's bad but there are things that i've heard where i'm like I don't know if I can get more with this. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that's a good. Uh, it is a good stand-in. While it's not a one-to-one, he's clearly this guy. Like it's a good uh, stand-in because I think that's part of the Frank character's uh, deal as well. Is there's probably a lot that sounds very reasonable and very appealing, and then there are those nuggets where you're like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on, <laughs> wait, we're going to extreme measures for some of this stuff. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, like there's with the Harry Styles character. Yeah, the, the magnetism I think is a good word. It's it's that's the the gap that needs to be filled but i appreciated the performance what i'm saying though is that i did appreciate what he did in its totality once i got what he was really doing when after the reveal was shown yeah because within the fantasy world the part that felt the most real in terms of a big acting performance was his ending moments with with her mm-hmm. um oh yeah, when, yeah. when they're like fighting it out in a room where i'm like okay like it was all sort of like his whole performance started making sense like the choice started really making sense to me yeah the truth yeah. connects yeah. yeah yeah so um yeah not that it was like a perplexing but yeah you know, i don't want to like spend too much time fucking like dissecting Harry Styles' performance and it works i think it works too because of the way the movie captures the perspective like it it does keep you so in florence in alice's shoes and so from her perspective that even when you are in intimate moments with them there's you're still disconnected from everybody else yeah so i feel like yeah that that lends itself to his performance and the other ones as well well yeah because there are times where it reads like is he green is he withholding charisma like when he's dancing yeah. and stuff it was it was like such a weird way of going about it yeah <laughs> but then suddenly when you know the reality you're like oh it's all this the whole performance suddenly clicked for me on the choice he was making yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah uh, and uh but no i mean to me it's like this is florence Pugh's movie uh from beginning to end like she's she's so phenomenal and She's the character who's like thrown into a crazy scenario, who's walking around the whole time going, what the hell's really going on? <laughs> yeah. I was almost reminded of Mother at times in ways. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like another one of the movies. Yeah. Performance. Just start naming off uh, this kind of movie. I'm the only normal one. Uh, everyone a bunch is of freaks. What's going on Everyone's here? gaslighting me. Yeah. I swear I'm not insane. Yeah, but Just then you know, but, it, but it's also like, but you're really special. Yeah, you're the special one. You're <laughs> the one who's gonna break it all apart. Yeah, um, and and uh, and then you know, I th- I think what Chris Pine does is is really clever because sometimes very overt in what he's doing, especially with the writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other times there is that that type of uh, sneaky, insidious quality. You know, even when he's like drawn to Florence Pugh, it it it's like a 
it's something that feels provocative and not a, not a, a teeny bit not a teeny bit supportive of someone's potential yeah <laughs> it, it, it's something to play more games with oh yeah, sure yeah. yeah yeah it's the cat and mouse and that's why that's why it's like i'm disappointed yeah when she challenge. plays her yeah. hand he's like nah man, I, yeah. I wanted you to like you know keep unraveling this at a yeah. slow pace and yeah prolong the game and make it some kind of twisted tete-a-tete instead of yeah directly you know trying to wreck this thing i've built for all my bros here yeah <laughs> i guess the movie's like not as like clever as maybe it wants to be in it's not that revelatory necessarily <laughs> but, but it's a really i think it's a really enjoyable movie and it was fun to play along like i had fun yeah. playing playing along with the movie you know yeah <laughs> it, it, it captures its mystery well enough that uh, yeah, I, I, and I think you were there, always hooked, always like, what is going on? Always a little on edge, always suspect of things. Like, and yeah, that makes it a fun, engaging experience. And so, I, I, yeah, I would put this in a category with other films where you're like, yeah, this didn't reinvent the wheel, but it rolled it with style. <laughs> you know, it rolled it with aplomb. Yeah, kind of like the movie Oblivion. Yeah, kind of like the movie Oblivion. <laughs> and some people really hate that movie. And then I see it, and I'm like, well, yeah, I see what all your inspirations are. That's fine. I still like what you did with yeah, them. Still enjoy still it. looks good. I would still, uh, you know, I'm not champing at the bit to watch it again like ASAP, but I would happily watch it again. Yeah. See what other clues might arise. I really thought a movie like this would get way more hate commentary of pushing agendas and stuff because that is, this is like so 2022 sure <laughs> yeah, sad lonely dudes who just want to lock their best girl into an old timey fantasy and run their lives a woman being oppressed and wanting their freedom after being chained down by men it's, and and also uh, and other women helping to bolster the system you know that these toxic men have set up yeah you know that whole thing, like, I, and for all the crap Olivia Wilde has gotten for this movie, like, I liked her supporting performance. And th that bit at the end is pretty heartbreaking where, like, the way yeah. she played that moment where, where Alice, like, confronts her about, like, do any of the other wives know? Like, clearly she is complicit in this horror. And you feel for her because, yeah, the whole thing about the kids, like, and, and uh, you know, her loss yeah. in that. But also the immense amount of suffering and just the the immense wronging of all these other people at the expense of trying to maintain this fantasy for yourself like i guess i would under i want to understand some of the other motif choice i think it'd be fun to wa go back and watch them watch this to see what some of the intentional choices are with some of the mirrors that that linger or when what's the girl's name who cut her own throat Mar marlene margaret you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> the girl from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, oh, that's her? Yeah, that's why uh, I kept making those Chippendale yeah, jokes. I, I, was like, I was like, I must be missing some. That's the only video. place I've seen her. Yeah, she's yeah. The, the, the cop they work with. Um, yeah. Is Margaret? Yeah, that makes sense. I think so. Okay. Uh, wait, like when she sees Margaret in the mirror? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't quite get this. But, all right. Sure. I think yeah, a mirror like like in terms of the rules of what's going on. Now, sure. I'm talking about the rule, like thematically it makes sense, but rules wise, now I'm like, wait a minute, are you doing something thematically that contract that goes against your rules now? Now yeah. that I understand this is Margaret, a virtual like, reality in the program, room looking at you, it's just a glitch. And you like, don't realize, yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Or is this just a pure pure hallucination of some kind that just because Margaret is in your subconscious, that's what's showing up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's, that's probably, that probably makes you probably just did it right there. Yeah. The rules. <laughs> the rules. I made up the rule. <laughs> but yeah, no stuff like that. Stuff like that is fun to, to dissect. And yeah, I mean, you know, you have that other bit where she's in the many mirrors of her bathtub, and then she's got her one face that doesn't move. You know, like I, I guess yeah, mirrors are, are the windows to the subconscious in this movie. And then I, I love that bit with. I mean, like, that is, a, a, I think, like, a pretty overt, uh, you know, magical style choice when the wall presses her up against the glass, just showing how constrictive this fantasy life has She's become. She's got to break through. She's got to break through the glass ceiling, the, gl- the glass wall. <laughs> um, I want to be smart. And Try I'm sure I can go. <laughs> and, I, and I can, I, I'm sure I can... Uh, find my way into it via conversation of understanding hmm. because I was obviously the things about like you know creating the perfect woman with the ballet hmm. but I also didn't fully I, I there are parts of me that I'm like I don't quite get the ballet part that, that they kept cutting back to with the black and white and the haunting imagery yeah of it like why specifically this ballet imagery is the is something I I can't really articulate. It feels like it makes sense, but I can't tell you why it makes sense. <laughs> there's not like yeah, there's not like one specific explainer that comes to mind. I feel like it's sort of an amalgamation of like okay, it's very it, it, they're talking about symmetry, it's very symmetrical and in that way it's very hypnotic. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that goes in line with the sort of brainwashed element, but also I mean the life that they are doing here is a sort of organized dance, especially for the women, it seems like, because you know you got yeah, the dudes yeah, going outside point. who have that's to work point. and hate their lives for twelve hours a day. But yeah, the the women are a part of this weird, yeah, synchronized choreography that they don't seem to have yeah. any control over. That's running on this loop, and uh, and so yeah, I, and okay, I, yeah, yeah, and I like stuff like that where it's like they're cutting to it periodically, and you're like, yeah, what what is this? What does this even mean? And then finally at the end, you're like, okay, they're projecting this. This is part. This is this is actually diegetic in some way. It's it's in the film as they go into their hypnosis, you know, alternate reality state. See, I feel like I picked up on that early in the movie, mm. and then it kind of lost sight of me. It's as I think it it's, kept doing like cut as it kept cutting back to the haunting the haunting visual part of it like when they were actually just doing ballet it made sense but the haunting visual stuff I was like I don't quite get the 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 horror I kept going like did you have like a ballet background what's going on well that was the, actually it's funny I think we had we had the yin and yang because I was like okay I think I get the point of this you know like old timey footage they keep chopping in but you know like they actually have to go to a dance class yeah. <laughs> you know like it seems like they could be doing other things. But yeah, I think that's just making, that's following that motif, probably because they're all staring at it. That's part of their lives now in here is because it's so in their subconscious. Yeah, we all go to dance class and we get to have our Black Swan reference too. And I think, you know, I'm sure Olivia Wilde directed more of this than people say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I this is my, my first, I think, Olivia Wilde joint. But, uh, you know. I, you haven't seen Booksmart? No. Oh, that is a hilarious movie. I'm excited. I want to see it. Um, it is very similar in tone and style and cinematography. Okay. Yeah, yeah I bet. And then symbolism. It's two girls who are <laughs> having a hard time saying goodbye to each other. And they're caught in the, ways. the oppressive paradigm of, of academic <laughs> learning, <laughs> of academic pursuits. That is a funny-ass movie, that movie. Um, yeah, no, and I think it's impressive that she can do a movie like Booksmart 
and then puts something like this together, mm-hmm. which is just such a different film in every regard. Oh, like yeah. there's not you wouldn't think for one second it's the same director. Mm-hmm. And I think it is really impressive that she was able to do that. And I, li- I like the, everything on a technical scale from art design, production design, beautiful. The music, music. is very haunting. Love the music. Um, yeah, it's a great score. It's a wonderful score. And, and uh, I think, yeah, the direction I thought was was good. And, and I don't know. I feel like there is something that I can't quite put my finger on that feels like it's a bit missing for me in terms of the ramp up pace of it all. I guess I kind of wanted it. It might just be a want, but I felt like I, I, I do feel like it could have gone a little bit more anxiety ridden. Sure. You know, I yeah. think it, it could have it could have gone like mother. It could have gone like Black Swan, where it's just like this is fucking versus Spirit. Or <laughs> yeah, this yeah. is just like a madhouse that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Lean like, into that. Yeah, I, they they did the like, whole thing with the blood drop and the eye dilation, yeah. and I'm like, lean into that like weird beyond the black rainbow, like surreal symbolism. Like, yeah, like really go horrific. I feel like if they had really breached the outer sphere into horror because it's you know it's a pretty solidly a thriller of sorts and and two i don't know if 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 you would agree but i feel like you could have maybe done a little bit more in the grunginess of the present to make things feel a little more substantial there rather than just like oh here's the reveal (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah and i think that's part of what there, there, there seems to be a lack of a, of, a, of an extra punch you to w- it that it's missing for me. Yeah, yeah. I it's like a, I feel like I, I would want to. I, I don't know what, and I don't know if this is quite it, but I feel like yeah, in those present day moments, if it had said maybe one extra thing in that environment in that context, yeah. it might have felt like. I, you said that thing earlier about this feeling like one of those movies that thinks it's a little more clever than it actually is, and I feel like that is kind of a part of that mixture i'm like okay cool here's a reveal but you know it maybe might be cool to get another revealer or another sort of layer or nuance on top of that especially because it so much of this begs the question of like what are all these other people not that we need to see everybody in the real life but even maybe like seeing frank at one point in the real world or or something like that um yeah i would have i guess it it feels like it would have been cool like if she was I think that the missing beat for me, personally, I'm not a big fan of being the guy who's like, "Here's how I would make your movie." <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of that. Well, actually, <laughs> here's how I would then, make. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go for it. Do it. <laughs> um, what I was sort of missing for me was really the, because obviously it's going down the path. So like from the very beginning and from the tiny bits i remember from the trailer uh that i think i saw like once in the theaters is that yeah she's gonna go crazy when everyone else is she's gonna be uncovering the truth everyone's gonna think she's crazy when she's not right and i think like her descent into going crazy could have hit home harder and then it could have really had a, a like a gut punch when harry styles does not ultimately decide to leave with her mm-hmm. So then it could have, it could have probably helped sell that when she's back in the world, like, oh, this is how the movie's gonna end. Mm-hmm. It's gonna end with her. She's been brainwashed again, and she's back in this world. Yeah, and she's yeah. just plopped there like it's a tragic ending. You can't escape. Yeah, yeah. Like it could have sold me on that, 
But I was like, I think the movie's just was also aware that no, that's not how it's gonna end. So let's hur- let's hurry through this f- mislead, <laughs> and I it just like kind of sped through the time when she's back, and it just went by so quick. Yeah, <laughs> that it was like let's get to the part where she remembers it again. I know? feel like they could have, you could have, yeah, either convinced us more heavily of that uh, of the fact that yeah, maybe she is just gonna go back in and and k- repeat the cycle, and I think you maybe could have. We we all know that by the end of the movie, like we all know she's right that she's actually, <laughs> yeah. and and I think that you could have maybe teased us with like, even though I think we would always know if you at least given us some reason to go like, well maybe she is a little crazy, or at least maybe what she's seeing isn't exactly what the truth is, even though something is off. Whereas you're pretty much always certain that. She is absolutely right about what she's been observing. Yeah. yeah. Something that really does feel like an anxious, claustrophobic mess, as opposed to just doing visuals that represent a claustrophobic mess. Yeah. Something that really feels like that. And yeah. it didn't quite give me that feeling. But I was always watching and focused on like what's going on. I wanna know. I'm enjoying it and I and I'm having fun trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. But in terms of the the feeling. I never quite felt what Florence Pugh was going for, in spite of the fact I'm aware she is phenomenal and exceptionally believable. I was—I never found myself truly in her shoes. I never found a true self, a true self doubt in in the performance. Like I felt. I felt her uh, increased paranoia and, and fear of the circumstances. She was pretty sure. Like, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah, but pretty much once things start to feel fishy, she is assured. I didn't really ever get a sense of, of self-doubt or, you know, just the, the debate within that comes before you decide, no, something definitely messed up is happening here. It seems like she pretty much catches on really fast, which I don't want to necessarily begrudge the character for being resourceful and observant <laughs> but at the same time for what this movie is trying to achieve and for you know again like you said it's engrossing the whole time and that helps everything out but there's not much in the way of like misleading you it's more just like what truths keep not being revealed yeah <laughs> you know instead of oh i've i've been uh you know swindled by something yeah I've, i i do think a performance like this as much as I kind of respect the choice that she never really quite goes, am I crazy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. As much as I respect the choice, because it's a predictable choice to, to do that. At the same time, I'm, I feel like that would make it more human and would have helped elevate it. And it kind of feels like it's sort of like a thing like this sort of sometimes feels like it necessitates the character really questioning. Am I, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? Is this, is this me? But it, instead, it's it is a very much a I'm committed to knowing it's not me. There's something else happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think yeah. that could make the journey a little stronger if you, again, I don't I don't want to take the 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 strength of the character away because I I kind of get the the argument for that as well because there's yeah. so much made out of the gaslighting that goes on in this movie. So many people are just trying to finesse her back into the status quo, and. Yeah, I, I I don't think it would be reductive to have at least an instance where some of that gaslighting does get to her in a very focal way, and then you have to transcend and shatter that you know that barrier. Like that would feel like a greater sense of growth if you had that initial yeah. doubt, and then no, 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 I I was definitely right, and now I'm not gonna give up, and now I'm gonna freaking confront Frank at the dinner table in front of everybody and be brazen and not care. 
you know. Yeah, it, it probably would have made that moment hit a little harder if she had committed to, like, no, nah, there is something wrong with me. It's not them. Yeah. Maybe I will take my medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And, and then Frank confronts, and then it's like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, <laughs> she's just gotten back onto, no, no, no. I, yeah. You know what? I was wrong. Everything's fine. And then he reveals that to her, and then it's like, oh, no, wait. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah, and, then it, and I think it Now i got to double down. What, what, what would have helped, too, is I think if it... If there was, like, now we're, now we're in full rewrite territory. <laughs> this is what we're doing. Let us mansplain <laughs> we're, we're really to just you. Another draft is what we're doing. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, this, we're not this like all would add another this, 10 or 15 minutes to the movie. We're not changing the movie entirely. We're yeah. just like, no, we're, re- we're, we're just adding a little bit more in there of what I think could have helped it. it like, when he is promoted. Mm-hmm. Because what comes before the Frank unveils you know like he's cluing her he's letting her know like no you're right you know <laughs> um you're on to something but in private when he does that scene in the kitchen it, bet- between what would have helped between that is if there was a confrontation i think between harry styles and florence Pugh, of you know her being like i'm telling you you know she's going off and he's saying like this is my big night this is my promotion and you're making this about you like like they get into like a really heated argument, and that's when she can come back to reality of like I am sabot. Like she can take on the blame of like I am sabotaging. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to do this. You're right. This is your big night. I need to support you. Like if it if it created a real problem between them, the fact that he was promoted and she wasn't around for it, and she was in her own fucking world, and, and he's stressing. like doing a big old song and yeah, dance, and, and she's and not there being supportive at all. Yeah. It creates a real like riff in their relationship, mm-hmm. and that's what helps propel her. So it's like, all right, everything's gonna be back. No, all in five. Let, no, let's let's see if Frank can come over for dinner. Like it's her idea, and then and then that happens at the dinner. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, oh damn, that would have just made the the tension of it rise, and it would have made the relationship between her and Harry Styles feel. Ha- I think that's what would have given that anxiety thrust. <laughs> sure. Know? Yeah. And because thinking about that moment, I mean, in 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 the moment, I wasn't like, ah, damn, you know, they really missed out on an opportunity. Blah blah. No, but, no, I never. I wasn't thinking any of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But during, <laughs> but thinking back on that sequence, it is like I thought a bigger conflict or acknowledgement of the, like, you know, uh, uh, especially with the, the thing in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Him like directly bringing that up. Those are two moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Olivia Wilde in the bathroom is like, this is Jack's big day. You should you're in here you know like yeah. you're thinking about yourself and being a child and, and there's never really I don't, I don't really recall much of a acknowledgement of that situation with jack much at all and then yeah you have that whole thing where he points out seeing them in the bedroom and because it, it sounds like she she slept with him sure That's does what it sounds like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you would think that amid all these different lies and illusions she would want to be like no that's not yeah. what happened you know don't try and gaslight me further in front of everybody and make me you discredit me in front of everybody further I, I think with this discussion what i do think is truly missing from this movie is capturing the relationship between florence Pugh and harry styles feeling like the heart and soul of this movie so that way it feels very tragic by the end yes and because <laughs> because the tragedy doesn't hit you're waiting for their relationship to dissolve yeah yeah like the, you don't really buy into it. It, it you feel like there's something just suspicious about him the whole time <laughs> something's and, always and, wrong and it's rarely ever like nah this is right <laughs> these two belong together yeah you're like oh maybe he's a good guy you know it yeah. it, it it doesn't feel the tragic parts of it that, that that want you to feel like 
the tragedy don't hit. That's why at the very end, I was about to be pissed off with the movie mm-hmm. because it doesn't feel heartbreaking to me when she's thinking about the you know her time with him. Yes, of the choice that I'm going to let it go. Like it doesn't feel heartbreaking to me at all. I'd just be like, no, you're being stupid. Go, <laughs> like, yeah. Especially with how the reveal is portrayed, where it's just yeah. like this: this deadbeat guy kidnaps his girlfriend, puts her in a simulation so that he can have his ideal life with her. Well, it's like they mainly just. It's like there's no. It's just like sexual with them, and 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 nice. Believe it doesn't ever really feel like a real relationship to me, other than you got actors who are just really going at it and, and, and they're bonding. You know? Which yeah. in a weird way, in a in a conceptual way, I don't necessarily begrudge the movie for given what we see of the reality. Like clearly, you know, they make a point in that scene in the kitchen where he's like, come on, I want to play around. And she's like, I've been working for 30 hours. Yeah. I'm gonna go back. You know, like, and so it makes sense to me that their relationship would be so sexual and, and that would be so much of what we sure. witness. But, but the but... interaction <laughs> is not anything. It's just so like, but yeah, baseline. <laughs> it's like yeah. they had to have gotten together for a reason in the real world. And I still don't know what that is because you only see the po- what could be construed as positive in the simulation. And thus, you don't really I didn't really get a sense for the bedrock of their connection. Yeah. Of their relationship to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It felt it felt like they were it felt like they were paired together it felt like a lot of these couples were paired together by somebody else mm-hmm. in a way yeah i know that's why i kept thinking the flashbacks were like yeah and maybe that was intentional to make it feel like oh that's a different yeah it's not a real husband you know? yeah uh, it was intentional because it's not the real him mm-hmm. um but still anyway no it was a fun movie yeah. i had fun though i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it i don't think it, i was like yeah, i was uh, I too I much crap i had a feeling it wouldn't be as bad as everyone said no, and, no uh, I liked it. I liked it. No, I did. Overall, I would say I liked it, yeah. and I, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. I'm excited. I'll, I'll remember this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, this will be <laughs> one of the one of the films of 2022. Yeah. I think back like, on. Like, yeah, I'll remember this. And uh, I would love to see Olivia Wilde branch out into more strange, surreal genre stuff, like Marriage Story. Like Marriage Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see her take on Revolutionary Road. <laughs> How many more references do we pack in here? <laughs> What other divorce movies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rots. Blue Valentine. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Uh, did we miss any? Are there any more? There's, there's some of that in Ted Lasso, the movie. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Let's see the really positive version of this now. Yeah. In, in, in the movie that's where Frank is the protagonist, uh, he is Ted Lasso. Uh, this movie sounds like it was a nightmare to put together, and uh, and it's turned out pretty okay. Yeah, it's like pretty all right for that. Like I thought, this isn't, this doesn't feel like a crazy hodgepodge mess. Like it, it definitely doesn't. It no. just feels like, yeah, I feel like I could have used another draft. Um. But it doesn't feel like, oh yeah, there's fucking problems around that made this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how embarrassing! No, not at all. Yeah. Surprised these are not all right. No, there's tons of interesting stuff, and there's tons of. T- it feels tons like if there were work. problems, this would be the same movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. No. 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 Really, because it is. It is a very assured and very steady-handed movie. You know, it doesn't come across choppy or anything like that. No. Or, no. Or, or, or tonally imbalanced. I'm a bit rushed at times, but nothing that's out of your ordinary movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it happens, you know. It's your, it's her what second feature film? I think so. So you know, I mean, impressive. Yeah, <laughs> all things considered. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, this could have this could have fallen so much more flat. And it's you know? really courteous of a director to let your lead actor direct a lot of your movies. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> I don't know what's true. I don't give a shit. I, <laughs> I will take it that Olivia Wilde directed ninety nine percent of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Any um, any any day Harry wasn't on set, <laughs> at least. All right, guys. Well, what do you think about Don't Worry, Darling? Leave your thoughts down below. Go ahead, subscribe, leave a like, and uh, thank you to Wondery. Last but not least, let's do a Patreon. <laughs> Tyler Haig. Tyler, my friend. T. Haig? With God of War coming out. Ooh. Ragnarok. I am replaying God of War, which I first played on the PS4 you gave me forever ago. Aww. Uh, this month, I am wanting to give a special thank you a proper thank you. That's why I'm, I don't want to say special. It's a typical <laughs> patron of the day shout out. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> they're all no, not they're not all a run of the mill special thank you. <laughs> I wanted to I'm first highlighting. I want to take time to first highlight the people who have been here for a very long time. You have been a consistent supporter at our Patreon page for 54 months. Wow, we. Do the math, John. 12 times 4 is 48. 12 times 4 is 48. That's like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I, I did the math. That's right. <laughs> oh, no. Every time we fall into this trap. Yes. Yes. 12 times 4 is 48. And, and there's then 12 months in a year. So it'd be, it'd be uh, four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking <laughs> four like, and a half in my head. Don't don't confuse yeah. me like yeah, that. Don't no. take me back to yeah. thinking it's no, weeks. No, 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 it's four and a half. Yeah. Um, four and a half years, man. That's a long ass time. Thank you for being here for so long um, and for never swaying from us. It's insane to have people like you at our page. And seriously, you should make it. You should make a trip to California, Los Angeles, dude. I know you were out here once, but you were way far away, and we couldn't make it. <laughs> so come to directly right. You gotta here. come like ten minutes away from us. Yes, <laughs> then we'll make time. Come to beautiful downtown. Go past like fifteen minutes. The then we'll enter traffic terrain, <laughs> and then it could be like a half hour, and you know, it's just be a little too busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta come back out here, and and um, we, we're better at making time for special occasions like this. So please, make another trip out here. What the fuck are we gonna do in Wisconsin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. There's not. Look there's only it. so look many. Look at things. this tree by your home. <laughs> look at Come this on, tree. We'll, we'll buy some Packers souvenirs. No, no. no there's we'll nothing to do out there. Yeah, we'll go waste, visit Red waste, Letter waste Media waste headquarters. Waste of time. You know that. But that's all in an afternoon. What else are we gonna do? Thank you for being you, Tyler. You're amazing. I love you. Love you so much. Buy you a plate of nachos when I see you. Ooh.